0: This is one of, I'm sure you all know this chapter just about as well as I do, and I studied last night. Because this is one of the chapters where, I don't think there's a preacher everywhere that has preached out of this chapter, the the faith chapter of Hebrews, chapter 11. And I was reading in another translation, and it has an interesting, uh, way of presenting this, the definition of faith there the, that first verse of chapter 11 and it says now faith is a well grounded assurance of, assurance of that for which we hope and a conviction of the reality of things which we do not see and I thought that was rather good. It, it, says it said it in a, a way that we're more familiar with rather than the, the king's English here. But the King James says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that's what we're used to hearing. And you know, you think about faith and what it means to us and what it is to us. The, the scripture bears that out too. I know of at least four places, maybe more, that it says that the just shall live by faith. That is, those who are justified by Jesus Christ are, are going to be living by faith. That's how they live. That's what they rely on for their sustenance from day to day, for their their support. It's that assurance for that for which we hope. And our hope is in Jesus Christ, who is our high priest that has been pointed out here in Hebrews. He's our He's our all. He's our the thing that we count on from day to day. And you know, although none of us have met him physically, as a, as a person on on Earth, we we have that assurance that he is there at the right hand of God, and supporting us. Our our answered prayers are are a, an evidence of this. And this is this our, our answered prayers are things that we do see. But some of the things that we do not see are just as convincing. When you look at the stars at night or that big moon that's coming up tonight, it will have a full moon tonight, I think. And and is there any doubt in your mind who put it there? (laughs) Not a bit in my mind. Our God is great. And He is the one who created the universe that we'll get into that here in the next couple of verses here but we look at that and you know we we know that in the book of habakkuk it says the just shall live by faith let's let's go back and take a look at that and and read it in that in it's the first form that i have seen i I'm sure that Habakkuk wasn't the first person to ever say these things because there were others who lived by faith as well. But, you know, he had a vision. Habakkuk had a vision. He says, for the vision, this is verse 3 of chapter 2 of Habakkuk. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. So he speaks of someone whose... Uh, who is lifted up? Who is exalted? Who is proud? But that person is is not upright. His his soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. Now that's it. That's your faith, my faith. If we are to be just, we will walk. By our faith. But where did that faith come from? According, according to Ephesians chapter 2, it's a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not something that we can say, I did, I'm I had faith, I'm I'm a good guy. You know, no, no, no. No. That that faith is given to us. But we learn to rely upon it. And that's what it says here. That the just shall live by his faith, the faith that God has given him. And I think Habakkuk understood this, and I think that it was seen by the writer of the Hebrews here. It was seen by Paul, certainly, because he wrote the same thing in his letter to the Galatians, in Galatians chapter three, verses 10 and 11. And he said the same thing in Romans chapter one, verses 16 and 17, and this is the theme of the book of Romans, the just shall live by faith. That is the theme all the way through that book. And so, evidently this was an important thing. There are four places at least in the scripture, maybe more, those are four that I know of. I didn't look for more. There may well be more. But here in Hebrews, this is what it says. Isn't it? So, would you be justified before God? Do you want that? If you're the just, those who are justified by God, by Jesus Christ's death, and certainly not by our works, but because we are all guilty sinners, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if we would be justified before God, it will only be in and through the person of Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by Him. (laughs) I one
1: time was going to preach just a simple sermon on faith, and there's nothing
0: simple. No, no. Well, it is. It's basic. It's the, it's elemental. It's what we rely, we rely on God through faith. But it's our conviction. It's our inner conviction of God and his, of his reality. Uh, if we would please God, we have to do it through faith, by, by our actions, because of our faith. And we'll see that as we get into this chapter. He says in verse two, "For by it, that is by faith, the elders obtained a good report." Now, a good report—that the saints of old won God's approval by faith. His approval is the idea here. Is the good report? That—that's it, God's report card on on each of those saints of old and through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear that's an interesting verse i i got to thinking on that one and the worlds how many worlds are there i think of a world as being a an environment a ecosystem a uh, another planet they talk whatever about the world before the flood and the world after
1: the flood so talking more about the people than the, than the planet
0: yes yes but I, I think of a, a of a ecosystem a, a pond or a you know that that's an ecosystem in itself the the turtles and the fish and and salamanders in the water and the, you know, whatever. You know, you think of all this, there's a world in that pond. There, there are algae and there are snails and and whatever, you know. It's a whole system. That's a world in there. I mean, there are no people in there that we think of as people, but it's populated by many creatures.
1: I got looking for, Something in the water there one time. and <clears throat> That thing would miggle, wiggle and, and motivate, but it didn't have a head on either end of it. And I mm. got me. I thought, what in the world is that? And <clears throat> the closest thing I could come to, it was like a, a, a hair out of a horse's tail.
0: Oh, yeah. It was uh, the, those are uh, hair snakes. It was what we called them, and they came in black and white. There were two colors of them, and I I remember those as a kid. Yeah,
1: I remember yeah. the black ones. But I don't remember
0: the white ones. They, we had them in two colors. I remember seeing them as a kid. Mm, I would have been about fifth grade. I don't know. But I remember seeing those. The first one.
1: time I seen it, I, I got so excited because I thought it was a, uh, just a horse hair come out of its tail and a, and a thing.
0: Came like, alive. Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a little bit bigger around than a horse's hair. But yeah. yeah, they're interesting creatures. I oh. I couldn't tell you one in from the other either. I you couldn't. As you were saying that, I thought, you know, you saw it waving around, I, I've seen nudibranchs in the ocean. Those are interesting. They're, a, they're like a slug, but they've got kind of wings. Uh, they can flatten out and move through the water. It's a, it's a creature. I, you know, you see it. and you, If it wasn't moving in a certain direction, you wouldn't know which end was the front and back. <laughs> so, but that's what I thought of when you said that. There are creatures, but all these worlds were framed by the Word of God. You know, when you frame a house, you put something up, and that's the first thing that people see. You know, they pour the foundation, and it's there. But the next thing you do is you build a floor, and then you put the walls up, and then then you put the trusses up above those walls, and that's the framing. And somebody says, there's going to be a house there. Or that it's going to be a building and God did that out of nothing nothing that we see uh, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear now when a contractor goes out and frames a building you, you see him drive up with his truck full of stuff but God just said let it be and it was And this is our God. He is able to frame worlds. I often wondered whenever
1: I was studying on this one time where it says, let there be light. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, now, if he put all the planets together at that time, or I said, how did he draw the light? And I said, I think the light that didn't come from the planets.
0: Okay. Or or stars?
1: Yeah. Or and I thought about you know the, the fall being struck down by the, the brightness of the light at noonday that's brighter than the sun.
0: Yes. I don't. I don't know. Maybe scientists today would say that was the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I read an article
1: in a little paper there one time on the uh, sound so discreet, big old deal that they'd made and they was going to listen out into space and see if there's any other life out there is what they was uh, doing. Yeah, and so that's what got my attention (coughs) to read the article. And after reading that thing, I said (laughs) it was more mysterious than I thought about it being. I said uh, (coughs) they actually built a big old deal that, that was listening and they kept hearing this sound and, and it, it was a great big noise, a bang. And, and they kept trying to figure out what it was and, and the, uh, what they finally concluded that it was, which they couldn't prove it, uh, that it was whenever God created the earth and it,
0: boom and the angels shouted mm. in heaven, you know. <laughs> and they, when, <clears throat> they hear background radiation as a hiss. In space, I, you know, I I I read these things too. It it is interesting, but there's nothing made that God didn't make. I whether it's everything, spirits, or or life, or rocks, or stars, you name it, God made it, all of it, and so this is we have faith in that, and. We're not the first ones. It goes on and says, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. You know, here the
1: the
0: second, even today, even now, you know, it's not just talking about his blood crying out from the earth to God, but that too. But here his testimony is still being heard right here in this building, right now, that that Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. So the first two children, God compared them and he wasn't pleased with Cain, and he was pleased with Abel. And then he goes on. There's a whole list here, of of people, and there are a lot of them right here. This is one of the longest lists that I know of in the Bible. You know, it speaks of by faith. Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. Now we know that no man can please God except by faith, by believing in God, by trusting in God, and acting accordingly.
1: I don't know who wrote it, but there is a book that's called uh, Enoch, I
0: think. The book of Enoch. Yeah. I I haven't read it. I've read it. Uh, Well... You're ahead of me on mm-hmm. that one. Print yeah. some of it. Yeah, it
1: it, it was so forefetched. If you didn't really believe the Bible, you wouldn't believe it.
0: Well, I don't know who wrote that book. Yeah. Wrote that book. Yeah. And if it were part of the Bible, it might be older than <coughs> the Book of Job. Even yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, but I'll I'll leave that to. Someone else is deciding. I don't have to make a decision on that. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's verse 6 here. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Two things are required there. You have to believe that God is first. You have to understand that the things that you see out here were all made by God. That's who God is. There is no higher power, you know. He is the highest power. He is the power, is the power. There is no other, except as he gives other things uh, power to do. Even Satan's power isn't is permitted him. He couldn't he wasn't allowed to take Job's life. And so
1: I'm sure that God still had a hand
0: on him. Oh absolutely. And and God's hand protects each of each and every one of us that trust in him. I I am assured of that. And so but it is impossible to please God without faith. If you don't believe him, if you don't believe that he is, and and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him, those that look to find who he is, what he is, how he has done these things. I, I don't have a problem with science. I I enjoy science because to me that is man seeking to see what God has already done and has done from the beginning. And I, I find science exciting. I I studied science in I read college. I a
1: little paper or something there one time. And it said that people had gone out and tried to prove you know, things, wound up you know, right where they started from. And, and that really, the Bible is, is the,
0: Yes. There was a man who saw in the book of Job a phrase that said the pathways in the sea. These pathways in the sea. Why I mean, what pathways are we talking about out here?
1: Fountains from the
0: deep. Fountains of the deep and those things. Well he went out looking for pathways in the sea. And there are warm water channels moving there's one that moves up the west coast, and we find tuna, which is a warm-water fish, up in Alaska, as far north as Alaska. They don't swim in cold water, but there's a warm channel that runs up the west coast into around Alaska and back down on the Russian side, and tuna go up through there. So this, this man...
1: it said that after so many generations, that uh, fish that's born in uh, one of these, uh, uh, oh,
0: The fish worms?
1: No, the, I the, uh, can't think of the word that I need there. But anyway, <coughs> But after seven generations, they were studying it that they was actually born without any eyes because they didn't need them in total darkness.
0: Hmm. Uh, after seven generations? Yeah,
1: and I don't remember how many generations it was, but it wasn't very many.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: and that was interesting to think that, you know, we think about everything evolving, uh, and there's some things like that there, that, that fish in you know, a uh, born in a, in, a, in a place where it's total darkness. He never, <coughs> he didn't need no eyes. That's true. And so uh, after so many generations, he said he was born without any eye.
0: Hmm. interesting. Interesting, I never had heard that before. Well, I, I learned about a fish just this last few days that they discovered under the polar ice cap and this is called an ice fish. Oh, I saw something about that. Do you see that? And they don't have hemoglobin in their blood. They're, the fish are nearly transparent, and they're clear. There's no red in them. And what they have is copper instead. And the only other creature I know of that has copper to carry the oxygen is the octopus. Octopus, oct- octopi, excuse me, also have copper for the uh, oxygen carrying molecule, it, and so instead of hemoglobin, I don't know what copper globin would be, but uh, they have. Uh, they're different, and they they live off of the little uh, crustaceans that live off of the algae the light comes through the polar ice cap and makes algae on the bottom side of the ice and that's what they eat this is amazing that God does all of this and, and you know you don't have to have faith to see that you can see these creatures and they have little nests on the ocean floor you probably saw that but that's an it's an interesting thing to me fascinating well let's move on here he says by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house his household his whole family by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith that's an interesting phrase right there what did he get out of building that that big boat in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he couldn't even launch that thing. God had to launch it. Right out on the dry ground. Yes. And, you know, it hadn't even rained yet. <laughs> so, but, but he heard what God said. God said, I'm going to destroy the earth by water. You build a boat, for your family and for all of these animals. I mean, how, how big, you, you've you talked about the art that they have down there, in, um, you know, but this is, but in so doing, he condemned the world. He said, God said it, I believe it, you're gonna die. And this is, He inherited the righteousness, which is by faith. He was counted as righteous because he did what God said. He acted in fear, the fear of God. He wasn't standing out there trembling when he was building that boat. No, but he said, God said it, and I believe it. Therefore, I'm going to do what God said, not what man says. And this is that righteousness, which is by faith. You want to be righteous or considered to be righteous? Then act in faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Underline that word, he Obeyed. obeyed. He did what God said. And he went out. He acted. He didn't just say, okay, I'll do it. He did it. He went. He got up, packed his duds, and went. And not knowing whither he went. He didn't know where he was going, but God said go. He went. He got up and went. And that's, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country. This was the land that he was promised. And he wandered around in there like a a stranger, taking his tent with him dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So his children went along with him, his, his son and his son's sons. And he said, here's the reason. He says, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He said, I'm looking for a city. We sing that song, Looking for a City. And I, I'm looking forward to the city that Jesus is going to bring when he comes back to the New earth New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. That, that's the city. Amen. And through faith, also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful, who had promised. You know, she laughed at first when the angel told her, told her husband that, and and the angel says, "You did laugh, you did laugh," and they named him Isaac, laughter. That's what Isaac means. therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. So he had that many children after, and they were all through Isaac. And all of them were after he was nearly a 100 years old. And his wife was in her nineties, I think it was ninety-nine. I think was her age. I don't know. Don't know if I'm going to have any more children in this life. But he did, and he believed God, and God made it happen. God, he believed God was able, and and Sarah even believed that. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. And as, you know, Sarah did believe. She laughed at the idea, but she believed God. And that's, her faith is recorded here. Verse 13 says, all these died in faith, not having received the promises. Notice that they Believed, but they didn't receive the promises at that time.
1: There yet.
0: All right. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them, or they were convinced that those things were going to take place, and embraced them, he, they said, "Yes, I'm glad. I want to be a part of that. I, they embraced the idea of, of God's promises and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. He said, that's all right. I'm only going to be here for a short time, and I'm going to die. That's all right. I believe God, and he has said that he's going to bring this city on this earth, and I want to be there. I, I, I embrace that idea. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, a country, uh, a new life, a new way of living. They're tired of the old. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from, which, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Abraham could have gone back to the early of the Chaldees. It was still there, Be, up there where we think of Iran, and Mesopotamia in that area, he could have gone back. He walked to where he was. He could turn around and walk back. But no, that wasn't what he wanted. He was looking for what God had promised. A city. Yes, that city. But, city. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. He did it. He's prepared that city. And I believe that city exists now. Now, it's not here on the earth, but they may be seeing that city now. I don't know. You know, that's that's God's business, uh, But I'm looking forward to seeing that city, too. I look for it to come. Looking for a city. Yes. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Abraham had received the promises. God's brought him to this country. And the Promised Land, and he wandered through there as a sojourner, had children there, but then God says, I want you to offer up your son Isaac, that one that you had when you were 100 years old, that one, that I promised you would be, your seed would be as the sands of the sea, or as the sands on the shore. and." He said, I want you to offer that child on the altar to, to slay him, offering as a sacrifice to me. And Abraham did what he was told. He built that altar, tied his son up and took the knife and was about to slay him. And God accepted the sacrifice before he was slain and gave him a ram and said here's offer this ram instead it took faith of Abraham Abraham believed Abraham went he offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead From whence also he received him in a figure. He said, all right, my son is going to die. And God said, I received that as your offering. You're willing to give your son, but I will spare him, and you will have children through Isaac. And so Abraham believed to that point. Here he was, a hundred years old, and he had his son tied up on the altar, was getting ready to slay him, kill him with his own hand. And God said, "No, I believe you." He stayed his hand. He stayed his hand, hand, hand held but held him, that held that hand so he couldn't move it. Yes.
1: In his heart, he didn't slay him.
0: Yes. It was was as good as done as far as Abraham is concerned because he believed God could raise him up from the dead. Okay. Now, can God do that? Yeah. He's done done it many times. I I don't know how many times. But the Scripture speaks of a couple of times. Okay. Verse 20. By faith... Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So he said there, he he prophesied things that were going to come. And he blessed both of his children, Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. We know the story of, Joseph and his sons and of his brothers but at at the end of his life he worshiped God leaning upon the top of his staff And, and it says this is a continuation of that family of Abraham by faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. He says, don't leave my bones behind. You take them with you. Yeah, it won't be buried there. Yeah, he, he says, he was there in the land of Egypt. He says, you're not going to stay here in Egypt. You're going to go back home. Take me with you. I'm, I'm going to die, but you take my bones. I don't want to be buried here in Egypt. He says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's command. They weren't afraid of Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, you kill all the male children. And they said, no, not this one. This one belongs to God. They had faith and they said, God will protect us. We'll we'll protect this child. And they did, they had him in a little floating cradle on the Nile River and the daughter of Pharaoh saw Moses there and she rescued him said, I'll I'll raise this one for, for me. This is my child and Moses' sister said, well, I'll get one of the Hebrew women to nurse this child for you. And went and got her mother. <laughs> I like that. It, it's an exciting story. It's a, but by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He said, no, 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 no. I'm a Hebrew. I, I will be with them. Verse twenty-five says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Said, so you could be, you could have all the treasures and the pleasures of Egypt. You could have, be a wild child here in Egypt, and nobody's going to say a word, a word to you. He said, No, thanks. No, I'm a Hebrew. I'm going to be with my people with God's people. Uh, And here in verse 26 gives his reason. He says, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. He said, you know, he he said, I I may be reproached or, or put down for taking my part with the Hebrew children. But I'd rather that than all of the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect under the recompense of the reward. That's an interesting phrase. What does that mean? He says, I've thought about it, and God is my treasure. God is my reward. I want what God wants for me, not what Pharaoh's daughter wants for me, or even Pharaoh himself. It doesn't matter. I want my God. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured seeing him who is invisible. He said, I'm going to live because I believe in the God that I can't see. But I believe he's there. And he's my God. And not not these gods of the Egyptians those are false gods i don't want any part of that and so he he said no i'm going to forsake egypt i'm not afraid of pharaoh for he endured as he he persevered he he kept on as seeing him who is invisible this was a reason He said, I see God in my life, and I want my God. Not the the gods of Pharaoh or the king of Egypt. And through faith, he kept the Passover. That was the first Passover, by the way. Moses kept that Passover because God said, you put the blood on the doorpost, you have the sacrifice of the lamb, You put the blood on the doorposts and on the lentils of your houses and I won't kill the firstborn of those houses. If they don't have the blood on those doors, doorposts, their firstborn dies and death went through Egypt and killed all the firstborn except in those houses that had the blood on the doorposts. That was the first passage. Death passed over those houses that were protected by the blood. firstborn of everything. Of everything, of the animals, everything. Absolutely. That was the first Passover. And the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So he, he acted in faith when he put that blood on the doorposts and on the lentils of their houses. If it were my house, I'd want it on the front door and the back door. <laughs> Maybe the windows too. <laughs> yes, he acted in fear. He did what God said. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying saying to do the same were drowned. You know, the, the Egyptians said, well, if they can do it, we can too. They charged in with their chariots and horses and all of them drowned no God knows his own and can save them in any crisis goes on by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace so he says these people acted in faith, even this this woman of ill repute there in the city, when the spies came through, she received them and said, I know that your God is going to destroy the people here, and I'm on your side, I, and he, she received those spies. This, this woman uh, says she, so she was a harlot. Now what, that could be interpreted as an innkeeper. I don't know how, what the uh, extent of that was, but she acted in faith. And God received her offering of her house. And she didn't die when all the rest of the people of her city died. And she became an Israelite. By faith. And her name written down here in the book of faith. Yes. It's written down here for, yeah, us, to see. Yeah. for she, her, us to see. She yeah. still speaks.
1: Still speaking.
0: You know, there, there are two women here that are mentioned by name. Sarah and, and Rahab. Matter of fact, I believe Rahab is even in the lineage of Jesus yes. if I'm not mistaken.
1: I, I preached a sermon. I said, how would you like to, uh, because of your past life, and you got your life straightened out, that, that they referred to you as that old man that, that sinned over there, that old wasted his life,
0: hearted? Yes. <laughs> and I said, uh,
1: that, that would have been a shameful reproach, but the way that God brought it out she was
0: blessed absolutely she was blessed because of her faith because she believed God said he's coming and I welcome him not just the, the people of Israel I welcome him into my life Amen. I believe your God and because of her faith she was accepted by God and his praised here. I I think of other women in the scriptures I, and God is not a respecter of person. He's not a respecter of of one sex above the other, or one uh, he, he's not a respecter of persons, no matter who the persons are. And I think that the world has lost sight of that.
1: Most women's names are not even mentioned. It's the men and the, the lineage of uh, faith, I will to say. And yet, she was known as Rahab the heart.
0: Yes, but even so, she was known as a woman of faith here. Yeah, because she's her God got it through to her absolutely absolutely and he needs to get through to you and I hey,
1: that just shows me he can't anybody
0: Every, he, he saved me he can save anybody <laughs> absolutely well we're going to stop there but the, this goes on and and there in verse 32 it says and what shall we say more for the time would fail me to tell Of Gideon, of Rah, and he goes on a list, a long list of people's names, of people who acted in faith, acted by faith, and did what God said. And well, we'll we'll take that up. We'll take up from that point again next week. But this is this is an exciting thing that we have access to by God's grace and that is faith without faith it is impossible to please God but by faith we can do miracles we can have Abraham had children when he was over 100 years old and his wife was 99 if that isn't a miracle what is God can do things You know, if Abraham offered up Isaac, God could have raised him from the dead, just as easy as stay his hand. But he said, all right, Abraham, I believe you. God believed Abraham. He said, it's a done deal. Abraham said, I'm going to do it. Kill this child that God gave me. In spite of the promise that was supposed to come through him, that that takes big faith. And that's what God calls for. I, I don't know what I might be called on to do in my life. But if God says to do it, I'm ready. I want to be ready. I want to do what God says. Amen. I, I was away from serving God for a long time when I first moved down here. But I have been called back to God's people. I, I couldn't stay away. And I'm glad I have come back because it's, this, is, this is not my home, but for the time being, this is where God wants me. You know, Abraham sojourned as a, as a stranger and a pilgrim. Well, I'm a stranger and a pilgrim here, too. And my fellow pilgrims, I'm glad to be here. All right. This is what I have for you.
1: I used to say, even if I'm inside here, I'd have forced out a place I thought I could think of. I said, uh, I want to be where God wants me. Amen.
0: Amen. There are worse places in Siberia, I suppose. I mean, people live there. (laughs) But uh, God can help us to adapt to whatever He calls us to do and give us the strength and the power and the wherewithal to do it.
1: They thought I was losing my mind whenever I said I was going to leave Arkansas and go to
0: Colorado. Yeah, out there at foreign (laughs) places. I said you'll never come back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Be be that that as it may, huh? (laughs) Well, we're glad you're still here. I've not made it back yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you for your attention. We'll take a short break here. I've been coughing so this morning.
1: Did you have a birthday? uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, see,
0: I was
1: close. close. I didn't know that. Happy
0: Happy birthday,
1: Yeah, I just.